is natural, it's universal, isn't it? We all have that. No one wants to get old, no one wants to die, but we do. So we bullshit ourselves. I started bullshitting myself when I got to my 40s. As soon as I was in my 40s, I'd look in the mirror and I'd say, well, I, I guess I'm getting older. Bullshit, I'm getting old. And it's okay, because thanks to our fear of death in this country, I won't have to die. I'll pass away. everybody i'm ralphie may and i'm lana turner and we are the perfect 10 podcast it's Thank great to you. have you with us again thanks for downloading it that's all right. right it's all about life this episode and living life and that was george carlin at the top awesome the the one of the holy trinities that's true he's amazing he is the holy ghost now i got to talk to his brother you guys are going to hear that later in the episode oh, pat yes and he's a fucking crazy guy that pat i love him <laughs> it's, it's did he, it did he get you stoned no, no, I talked to him over the phone, but you know, it's uh, hard to be like the brother or get the stoned off that guy. <laughs> just talking on the phone. <laughs> you know, I mean, like he's it's hard to introduce somebody as the brother of George Carlin cuz Pat Carlin is brilliant in his own right and uh, I got he's a very amazing well-published author and his book is actually the stimulus of this entire episode, which is about the meaning of life. Yeah, right? What is the meaning of life? What do you think? I think there is no meaning. I think life in and of itself is enough. What do you mean? I think that there is no meaning to it. It just to live it is all that you have to do. Right? That that your participation in any form of life is is to be part of it, to participate. Okay, in your life. And and whether that's thinking in a wheelchair in a room or or flying all over the place and climbing mountains or whatever the fuck you want to do. The meaning of life is that uh, you participate. In whatever capacity that you can. In whatever capacity that there is, you know? I mean, well, are you going to make children? Great. Is that the meaning of life? No, because a lot of people don't make children. No, but maybe just you know? breathing is enough meaning, you know? Like whatever. Exactly. The, That's exactly is, what I'm saying. Participating yeah. I mean, in life. Whatever the purpose is, is you're, you're doing it. You don't have yeah. to wonder because this is it. Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. That's interesting. I think I think it's such a gift, like it's such a random occurrence that you can even exist at all, that there's no reason to not live it to its fullest because you just don't know, you know. And I, I like the whole philosophy of what's the worst thing that can happen. If there's something that comes up and you're not sure if you want to do it or you're not sure if you should pick up the phone or whatever it is, what's the worst thing that can happen? I mean, if you can die, yeah. is it worth the, is it worth it to die to do whatever it is that you're thinking about doing? A lot it of might people be. make that choice when they go parachuting or whatever you know, it is. I mean, jumping, driving in L.A. 
It's 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 life. What what do you want to do with it? Make the most of it. So that's what this episode is about. We're talking to a bunch of different people about what they think the meaning of life might be. Here you go. Take a listen, guys. Always look on the bright side of life. I'm here with Guam Felix on the Hollywood Boulevard. Guam, what's the meaning of life? Well, my uh, meaning of life is basically just take it one day at a time, but indulge, have fun, live it up, because you might die tomorrow. You look deep in thought. What's the meaning of life? The meaning of life is all about loving, caring, sharing, and you know, looking out for people. I think. Life it has no meaning if it's uh, not lived for others. So life is all about looking out for others and living just not for yourself, but for others also. Charlie Chaplin, what's the meaning of life? Okay, when you find it, let me know, because that's the holy grail. So life is, life is always like DNA. You got, it's open-ended. So no, there is no such truth and no such perfection. You're always reaching for it. But you're supposed to be evolving and, and, and being better and sharing more. And hopefully you left something behind and, and reaching for something in front of you. And, and then that's why we all do the Hollywood thing. Because you all see the stars, right? But we're all stardust. So we all know we can shine. And we're all alive. And we are part of the stage. Even if you're just like sweeping the stage or something. Uh-oh, here comes like Don King. <laughs> Only in America. Okay. Don King. So anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, to like, let you talk to Don King. Because he's got right. more wisdom than well, me. You know, he's got more green in his wallet than I do. Char- so so in, the, in this world, that, that's what matters more. Okay? Charlie Chaplin. That yeah. was awesome. There's like a lot of great words coming out of a guy who's in silent pictures. Oh, no, right. I'm not supposed <laughs> to talk shit. Don King, what's the meaning of life? Well, first of all, I'm Don King, only in America. I'm a legendary boxing promoter, the best in the business there's ever been. If they didn't have a Don King, they would have to create him. You don't see him making a movie about Bob Arum, do you? They investigated me for everything but the Lindenberg, baby. I got a wealth of wisdom. I could tell you. The meaning of life is very simple. If the hand is closed, you can't receive, nor can you give. Unless it's being punched in somebody's face in a fight repeatedly. (laughs) My philosophy when it comes down to boxing is very, very simple. If you can't read the contract, don't sign it. Only in America. (laughs) Thank you, Don King. David, tell the meaning of life. Meaning of life? <laughs> oh, wow, that's a that's a very intricate question. I don't know. I don't know. The meaning of life, uh, I, I, I don't know. I feel like killing myself right now. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> if you're going to kill yourself, the new way to do it is with helium tanks and a garbage bag over your head. I'm just saying, you guys are young. You still have a lot of dreams and everything. But once you get into my the, my age, that that's what it is. Um, now I have to think of something funny. The meaning of life. Mm. A good book and a warm and a whatever. Blowjob, maybe. Warm blowjob. Yeah, and a warm blowjob. No, I don't know. <laughs> there is no meaning to life. Why don't you kids grow up already? It's a, it's a never-ending battle between the Lord. That's the way I see it, and that's the truth. God hates me. Perfect. The end. The end. Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> all right, I'm here with Deanna, a, a beautiful waitress at Hooters. Hi, welcome to Hooters. <laughs> Come on in. Um, so what's the meaning of life, Deanna? Meaning of life, I think, is to really experience, to really experience all the joys of, you know, just the human, like, experience. You know, like, you're not always going to have happy days. Some days are going to be 
you know, unfortunate um, things happen, but to really um, appreciate every part of life. And it's always a roller coaster. And that's, if you really look at it, that's the best part of it. Andy Dick, tell us about the meaning of life. I think the meaning of life is, it's that old thing you've heard. It's the journey, not the end or whatever. I mean, if we're all so interested in, in the end, we would be picking out our coffins right now and trying to get the best one. What would your coffin be like if you had to pick it I out? I don't know because I'm on the journey. Right? I'm not thinking ahead like that. I can barely think ahead to where I'm going to sleep tonight. I'm kind of living out of my car. I got the boot this morning from my ex, my baby's mama. Um, this morning? This morning. Not in a um, mean way. She was super sweet. They, they're moving and there's just not really room for me. So you The really, end of that. You're really not sure where you're going to crash out tonight? Probably going to stay at a friend's house. I have enough stuff in my car to last me a week. But I'm a nomad and I don't mind. I love it. I like being... I don't know what's going on. And that's why I love drinking so much, which, by the way, I'm sober. If you can get to a place, here's my, my thought about life, which is what you seem to be infatuated about right now. If you can get to a place where you're, where you're f as free as when you're drinking, you got it made. I'm here with a random guy. We'll keep your identity concealed. We're at the Starbucks on Hollywood Boulevard. What's the meaning of life? The meaning of life is achievement. Whenever you achieve something or you achieve your target, this is the meaning of life. With an accent and you talk about achieving a target, it makes people very nervous. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no reason. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten. And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing. When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps. Just purse your lips and whistle. That's the thing. I thought that was fucking funny as shit. Okay, um, this, I mean, you, Andy Dick, from uh, multiple sitcoms to homeless. Wow. I don't know he's homeless. He just got kicked out of his home that well, night. Well, so. I know. I heard on Stern that uh, he said that at his ex-wife's house, he was uh, living in the shed. <gasps> oh, my god! Yeah. And then they just sold that house, and now he's got to move someplace else, but there's no place for him. So now what's he going to do? What do you think about some of the other meanings of life that you heard? David Tell, just g kill me. God hates <laughs> me. Oh, my God. Really, Tell? God hates you so much. He he makes you a multimillionaire. God hates you so much. But that's just so like him. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. He's so funny. So funny. God, that guy's fucking hilarious. The Asian Charlie Chaplin or Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> God, would you ever think that Charlie Chaplin wouldn't shut the fuck up if he was a? <laughs> oh my God, him and his Hitler mustache. Go fuck yourself. That guy Jesus. just went on and on. There's a reason those movies were fucking silent. Jesus Christ, already. <laughs> Oh, the best part is is that the the guy okay so if anyone doesn't really understand what that was all about they're, they're people who dress up as various characters and stand out on Hollywood Boulevard and take pictures with people tourists and they're they're serious about their money they go down there and they 
they take pictures and then they literally like, all right, I want my money. Like in the past when Danny and I have gone down there, they they won't talk to us unless we like pay them and we're not going to pay them for it. But it was a slow night. So we were able to talk to a couple of characters and even take pictures of them. Is there a lot of people wanting the Charlie Chaplin or the Don (laughs) King, the Don King guy? Okay. I'd like to take my picture with the murderer. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, here's Don King. (laughs) And what about the Muslim? That was my favorite. Oh my God. That's hilarious. And he had no idea. You do know that you sound like a terrorist, right? Well, and then he's like, oh, It was so funny because there were three guys just sitting there. None of them, they didn't speak very good English. We happened to walk up to them, and then he uses the word target in the first three seconds of talking to him. I was like, fucking, did we just... Yeah, right? Where's the U-Haul parked? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, we're going to get blown up at Coffee Bean. It was pretty funny. So, so goddamn funny, man. That was a great one. You know, on the road, talking to the people about what it means to be the meaning of life. Yeah. Bums usually have the best perspective. You know, what's the meaning of life? Warm place to sleep and something to eat, you fuck sticks. Okay. <laughs> they, they got the best outlook on it. But but you almost talk to bums. Charlie Chaplin and uh, Don King, they're kind of bums. Oh, there's their street. Perf- and Andy Dick is technically homeless, so I guess you did talk yeah, to we, homeless Yeah, we covered people. it. We covered it. Okay. The meaning of life. Who fucking cares knows whatever i I think just participate but you know maybe i'm fucking retarded i don't know well who fucking knows is exactly why we talked to pat carlin (laughs) he wrote a book called who fucking knows or ken fucking sabe yeah right yeah which is a better way of putting it i think so yeah and talking to him is just he's just brilliant you know like when Apples don't fall far from the tree. Right. I mean, George was brilliant, so Pat, just by osmosis, has to be. Yeah, not always the case when it comes to siblings, though. Not in my house. <laughs> not in I'm my thinking. fucking house, man. My brother's a dum-dum. Yeah, that apple. You're, you, that's yeah, like, you're I, I, like the apple that fell really, really smart and great, and he's like a pear, like a really <laughs> fucked up pear. <laughs> no, nah, he's the one that rotted actually, on the vine. Actually, he he's pretty funny. He's just like... Like he's just ignorant. racist in a dick. Yeah, he's just, but it, he's <laughs> how you doing, Lana? How yeah, you where's your horns? Where's your horns? Which is Jill? fucking funny, but he really means it, I think. But it's yeah, still, he does. It still makes me giggle. <laughs> <laughs> so who well, fucking knows? Who fucking knows, man? When you guys are listening to this, keep in mind. Um, I don't know how clear it is. When Pat wrote the book, he created a bunch of different kind of characters. You'll catch on as he's talking about it. But there's like different characters that he names. And then gives their philosophy within his own head. And it's brilliant. It is brilliant. You know, he, he created characters and different philosophies than his inside of his. So that way he could he could have all his points that he wants to cover. Right. And broken off into different people. It's really, really cool. So um, it was an absolute pleasure to get to talk to him and honor. And I hope you guys enjoy this interview. Danny told me uh, that you were going to be talking about the meaning of life and things like that. And I laughed because about six pages of this book are little quotes by different people who have their outlook on what life is about, you know. And uh, I attribute things by depending on what aspect they're coming from as to who says it. Like if it's, well, life is... If it's a guy who says, like, I got a dude named Slick, 
And he says, life is like driving, you know. You got to go with the wheels that you got. If the dude next to you has more horsepower, it means nothing. You've just got to outweasel him in traffic. In life, you're lucky if you're a stick shift and not an automatic trance. And, yeah, that's how he looks at life. And then life, as everyone looks at it in a different manner. Personally, and I put it up front on the life section, what's it all about? I said, if anybody ever asks you the secret of life, you tell them luck, and you'll win the jackpot. Because from the time that that one lucky sperm gets out there, you know, they're, they're, all, they're all hanging out, Lana. You know, they don't know. So some are up front, some are in the back, and one guy's in just the right spot when the big bang goes off, and he hits it. He's not the best swimmer. He's not the one with the most stamina. He's not the most motivated. He's just in the right place at the right time. So that's called luck. And the way I look at it is from that moment until you cop the eternal nod, it's all about luck. Luck will take hard work, talent, and skill, and kick all of their asses at the same time with one hand tied behind her back. Luck is the queen of the universe. She decides who catches a bullet and who hits the lotto. Luck did in the dinosaurs, the Spanish Armada, and many a football hero. A good motto to live by is don't fuck with luck. <laughs> I love that. You're right. Yeah, that's it, man. I love it. I know I'm a lucky guy. I don't bitch about nothing, man. I just let it roll. But when Danny said here, see, what I got in this book, Lana, I went through a whole lot of folders I had. And uh, George died, you know, back in June of 2008. And I started this about six months later. And he had always told me to write notes and stuff like that. So I had all these folders to look through. And as this stuff cropped up, I, I saw that certain names came up more than once. Anything about love and romance was Mr. Romance. And ethereal thoughts and organic thoughts was Alice in Wonderland, you know. So each little character brought their own aspect to what was going on. And as, as you get too into this book, I didn't, have any, I didn't have any form. I didn't have any idea where it was going. I was just enjoying the shit that I was cutting out, you know. And uh, then I started saying, well, hell, I might as well give it to people. And, like, here's the thing. They talk about violence and shit like that uh, on TV and everything. And here's a thought from, well, 7600. So that's back in the year 2000. And it says the National Health Association says TV and music are to blame for kid violence. Wow. I wonder what our excuse was. We grew up before TV, and we, <laughs> shit, we were violent, man. Yeah. yeah, Al Capone. Al Capone was into opera. He wasn't into rap. The dude was into opera, man. Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid didn't have TV and music and shit like that, and Red River Valley maybe, or some hymns, or Clementine. But, I mean, you know, the Romans... The Romans, what the hell was that bullshit? Kids are violent for just one reason, Lana, and one reason only. They're just no fucking good. <laughs> you know what I did? I See, that I attribute that to Happy Hal, and he's the traveling shrink. He signs his name under that. Happy Hal, the traveling shrink, retired. And the reason he retired, 
he retired because he decided people don't really want to get fucking well. So that's it with him. He's a, he's a happy guy, man. You got more basic guys. Life is about fighting back against all kinds of strange shit and strange people. Whenever you feel like giving up, stop and think how many assholes you'd make happy by checking out, and you'll perk right up. That's a good one. Yeah, we offer a lot of things here because, you know, uh, a lot of people who don't have a life, you can have a lifestyle, and it's almost as good. Just like almost getting rescued is almost as good as really getting rescued. Think about that one. Yeah. All those assholes who are against violence in movies and TV, they just don't understand life. Life, for most people, is like a lotto ticket. Lots of promise at first, revered, placed in the cabinet next to the lucky dice from Vegas, only to be crumbled and pitched into the shit can when it comes up a loser. Try not to be one of those people. That's not possible. T. Thomas, yeah. Hey, Felicity, uh, Felicity Borealis is a nice young girl. And she uh, she hangs out with Alice in Wonderland. And she says, life is about making do with what you got. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Huh. Or, yeah. Or, like the old sailor says, life is a 15-round bout where all you do is absorb punches. The good part is, if you're still standing at the end of the fight, you win. So you said earlier that luck is the key to everything in life. Is there a way to increase your luck? Well, the best way uh, to, to be aware of keeping your luck going is by paying attention. Being hip to the jive is halfway there. When you, you know, when you're walking down the street and, uh, you know, you see a hole in the fence and it says, big free show, and you stick your, hole, your head through the hole there, Lana, and a dude hits you with a big baseball bat, and you you pull your head back with a knot on your forehead, and you say, wow. Next time you go past that fence, if you're all right, if you're on the road to luck, you won't stick your head through there a second time. Right, unless you like being part of the show, I guess. Yeah. Part of luck is paying attention, man. That's all it's about. And the, the funny thing I find is you can't, you can't make yourself have good luck. It has to just really, really happen. And uh, <laughs> that's why I never worry about it the lotto. I figure the part that I'm still hanging around, I've had tremendous luck just to still be breathing after a rather adventuresome life, you know. Uh, I don't ask questions about luck. I don't say, oh, if I could only hit the lotto. Uh-uh. A guy said to me today, we were, we were listening to uh, an old Jerry Garcia thing or something, and... Uh, they were talking about the promised land, you know, we're going to the promised land. And I said, hey, motherfucker, we're in the promised land. That's it. We're there already. I mean, every day, I, I know an abbot up here that does a Sunday show, and he's a really cool guy. And he says, every morning when you wake up, that's a brand new renaissance, man. Isn't that a nice thought? That is good, right? <laughs> yeah. And we got Senator Argo Stropmore. He's a retired senator. He takes care of the political news on the daily shit. And he retired during an ethics investigation in Congress. 
no ethics were found. So the senator became a freelance lobbyist and a part-time columnist. And that's a columnist, not a communist. There's not a speck of red in the old senator. The American flag in his office has blue and white stripes. In his retirement speech, he told America how Washington works. Doors will be closed, cigars will be smoked, brandy will be poured. Those outside the room will suffer. The quotation caught on, and the words hang on many walls. Lana, a sidebar to that quote I just gave you, George knew about that quote before he went on his celestial trip, or I think of him up there going from galaxy to galaxy. I don't think of him, you know, just like dead. I think of his spirit, and I talk to him every day. But he liked that quote, so we talked to that before he split, and it always makes me good when I think of that quote. So you wrote a book called Who Fucking Knows, yet you believe in an afterlife like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you about about an afterlife. Uh I, I believe in the spirit, and I believe we're all parts of the universe. And like George, we he wanted to be put into ashes and scattered here and there. And he's down by the bitter end, and he's up by 120th Street where he took his first smoked his first joint, over by Riverside Drive, and he's up in a lake where he had a lot of fun at the summer camp and won a lot of awards for drama. And uh, he's in a lot of happy places, you know what I'm saying? And you get back to what we are is basically carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and all these little bullshit elements and stuff. It's all just part of the universal galactic stew or soup. I mean, we're as much a part of the universe as the big galaxies that are crashing into each other and making black holes and shit. We are just a part, a minute part, but a part of the uni. And uh, you're never you're never really gone as long as people are talking about you. So I mean, every day, you know, people are talking about George. And and whenever I drive, okay, whenever I drive with the radio off, like even today, I was talking to him. Yeah, you know, look at this man. Yeah, we got a big one coming, man. So that that's all part of the trip. But here, I'll tell you something from page 19. Okay, here it is. Life, because we're in the life part again. Life, afterlife, who knows? An afterlife is a fun thing to contemplate. Gods and demigods cavorting and copulating with mortals. Those were the days. Then came the heaven and hell idea. Kind of nice. All the people who've done you wrong in this life go and burn in a lake of fire forever while you sit in the clouds watching the antics of other humans nipping down now and then as a ghost to fuck with them. Sounds like fun, but just in case it's not that way, you'd better enjoy every fucking moment that you've got here on Earth, because there's a slight possibility that this life or lifestyle that you're busy experiencing but not paying attention to may just be all that there is. But what do I know? And you know who I signed as the name on that? I just see it now. Wondering Willie Turner. And I thought about it. In this book, there's a part where after his name, uh, he says, is a parenthesis, this is not a brother of Lada. It's so ironic. 
Oh, I love vibes. I just love things that happen that way. How can people get the book? Um, all you got to do is I've got a website. I'm on Amazon now, believe it or not. Yeah, it's on Amazon, but I've also got a website that is a hell of a lot of fun. Even if you don't buy the book, it's a lot of fun. www.patrickcarlin, all one word in the lowercase, .com. And that'll put you to a website that a bunch of ladies run for me who knew how to do all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Thank you so much for taking time with us. I'm happy. Uh, any, you know, any time to talk with people that there's local as I am is always a pleasure. Damn! I think he's fucking got it, man. Luck is really important. I right? If I hadn't have showed up that night at the uh, lab stop, I wouldn't have you. That was a lucky night. You know, I've always felt like I'm born a lucky person. I really have had a blessed life, and I should knock on wood because I, I feel very lucky. So You're the only one in this relationship who, who uh, was born lucky. Well, yeah, your luck, your, your, your luck became my luck. Yes. Right? Yes. Or my, I, luck, I my got, luck became your luck, maybe. Yes. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I got lucky uh, through friends and you uh, years after we met. But, yeah, that's when I got lucky in life, life, life. Yeah. But just having you in my life was lucky. Well, you maybe you changed it. Maybe you created it yourself. You made sure that you found a lucky life in the end. Because I think you're pretty lucky. I think I am. And you deserve it. I've been in the woods and a bear came up on me. And what? When? When I was a kid. I had oh. to shoot a bear. Did you say hello, bear? No. Hello, hello, bear. I didn't. I didn't. Why would I say that? Hello. I hello. was scared. I so almost came, pissed my he pants. Came up on you, like yeah. What, what were you doing? Hunting turkeys. Were you Were you laying out, laid out naked, going, "Please, bear, come find me in the woods." Come put a claw in my butt. No, <laughs> no. So what L- were you doing? Lick my taint with that raspy tongue of yours. Uh, <laughs> Mm, no, I wasn't. <laughs> what were you doing? You were camp. Were you with Boy Scouts? No, I was hunting turkeys. I was hunting turkeys, and and a bear came up on me, and I didn't want to. I was like, get get out of here, okay? Does get. that work with a big bear? Hey, bear. Well, sometimes if you you know you make a bunch of noise and stuff, they'll leave. But this bear wouldn't. Well, because he's like, hey, f- <laughs> you little faggot, I'm a bear. You're gonna say get? I'm gonna get you, your get, motherfucker. Yeah. And he's gonna, <laughs> and then yeah. you will get a claw on your butt. Well, I think because so I you had, shot had, at him. Yeah, yeah. Did you kill him? Yeah. Whoa! You killed a bear, but I mean to kill. It him, was coming at me. No, 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 no! What you the have fuck to. Am I but supposed how to do you? You must have to like. But it was with turkey shot, so it took uh, like. I was going to say, rounds. like a bear isn't going to go down with just a. Couple I have of, my grandfather's a shotgun. Oh, killer! I've and never I, heard I, this I, story. I, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I was lucky. I was or, lucky I had my well, you were unlucky to come up on the bear, and then unlucky to have to experience having to shoot a bear. I don't know. That bear tasted really good. You ate the bear? Fuck yeah, I ate the bear. You gotta eat I the didn't bear. Know you could eat bears. I didn't know people. Eat. Fuck yeah, I people think eat bears all make, the time. You make rugs from bears. I've seen. Yeah, that. yeah. My grandfather did. So, my grandfather had a bear rug. What is? How did you cook bear? Like over an open fire? It no, over open fire. What am I fucking living in I a cave know, in the on woods. a stove? So how did you get the bear out of the woods? You were oh, my grandfather came on his four wheeler, and you dragged a bear. How big was this bear? About three hundred pounds. So you dragged a three hundred pound bear out on a four wheeler? Yeah. 
Jesus. Yeah. And then you, and then what you cut them up? Did you taxidermy him? What did? No, no. My grandfather had a rug made out of it. Really? Uh, yeah. They had to repair the head because I blew the head open. Were you by yourself? Yes. What the fuck? How old were you? 13, 14. By yourself? That's what you do when you're from the South and you go hunting. It's not a group sport. A Scottish legend. He's a Scottish legend. Right, tell it again, Ralphie, in a Scottish. Do you want to do it, Danny? All right, Danny's going to do this. <laughs> okay. All right, here's a story. There was a young Ralphie May. He was about 13, 14 years old, out hunting with his granddad's gun, trying to shoot some turkey, when a giant, big, great grizzly bear came for him. <laughs> Ralphie panicked, shot the bear, not one, but five times. The massive beast went down. <laughs> the granddad came with his truck and brought the bear home. Ralphie ate the bear over the next month and a half, absorbing the bear's spirit into his very soul. To this day, when Ralphie gets on stage, the bear inside of him arises, tearing apart the crowd with its viciousness. <laughs> <laughs> An angry bear claws. Danny Lobel. Danny Lobel yes. with the uh, with the uh, Scottish uh, rendition of my story. That's so awesome. much better than the southern version. Except know, it wasn't a grizzly; southern, it was a black bear. But it was kind of a sentiment. It was kind of sentiment. So I was out in the woods. I was back. So we was in the woods, you see. All right. <laughs> and then the damn thing came up on me, and I was like, "Get on out of here, gone." I was eating Vienna sausages and saltine crackers, and I think that some bitch wanted my saltine crackers and my goddamn Vienna sausages, but I ain't gonna give them the goddamn Vienna sausages. I get on, get, get. And I might have had a couple pop tarts or something like that, and you ain't getting my goddamn pop tarts neither, you fucking bar. Get on out of here. Yeah, get, gone, get. <laughs> and that cocksucker came up on me, man. It was fucking gnarly, man. It was it was a scary thing. Yay. Yay. I, I'll do my version. Oh my god. So I heard this story about this guy. Like he went out in the woods, he was a kid, and he was like out there with this bear all day long. And oh my god, he shot the fucking bear. Can you believe it? And then he ate the bear. Ew. <laughs> like for sure. Like for sure. Oh my god. He really oh my god. Did. I'm gonna flap my hair around. Oh, <laughs> uh, I flew next to that bitch last uh, like two <laughs> days ago. Oh, these dumb broads from fucking uh, L.A. I mean Las Vegas to uh, Burbank. Oh my god, they were the dumbest bitch. They were talking about all these guys, all these Armenian, dirty Armenians that they get to buy to buy all their shit for them, and then they got picked up in Lamborghinis and Ferraris, and the guys driving them were the most Armenian-looking Armenians of all time. Like they should have been dressed in the Armenian flag tracksuit, okay? <laughs> and I was like, "Where's your fucking diesel Mercedes? That's all you're missing, okay? They got Lambos, all right? And uh, they they literally had the jogging suit." <laughs> okay, open with the big fucking gold chains and the medallions, like not just a horn, like an, uh, you know. And did they have uh, the hair coming out on the chest? Fuck chair? yeah, that hair was unstoppable. Did it give it you was, a flashback was, to oh, the bear? <laughs> no, it gave me a flashback to Danny Lobel trying on shirts at my house. Oh, it was brutal. <laughs> oh, you fucking hairy son of a bitch. Jesus Christ. But no, and they, st oh, they stunk. The girls or the guys? The guys. Oh. The guys, they were pulling So those right girls have to earn their money. They earn that shit, like for sure. Oh my god, like I totally suck Armenian dick and it's so amazing because <laughs> it comes real close to an Armenian wallet. Oh my god. Ah. <laughs>
This month I'm going to be in uh, Nashville. I'm uh, doing two dates there on the uh, 19th and 26th at beautiful Zany's Comedy Just Club. special appearances because you're already yep. there doing Fit RX. Yeah, I'll be there doing Fit RX, working my ass off and uh, telling jokes. It's always mm-hmm. fun. And when you get out of Fit RX, you're going to... Boom! Charlie Goodnights in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina. And then the weekend right after Ralphie, I'll be there in, in Raleigh as well, headlining. So he headlines one weekend, I headline the next. So you can bookend it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, it's gonna be great. And afterwards, we'll go smoke a number and go to Charburger. That's my meaning of life in Raleigh. Right? That's a great yeah. meaning of life, guys. If you have a meaning of life that you want to share with us, please, by all means, write us. Let us know. We want to talk to you and find out what you guys think. Okay? So um, we want to hear from you, and it helps increase your chances of hanging out with us in Vegas. So now, here's a great band. Live from the Cannery Ballroom in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee, Richie. Feeling pretty good, yeah. You're feeling pretty good, yeah. Want to win a trip to Las Vegas to see Ralphie made live at the South Point Casino? It's easy. Just be the one to kiss our asses the most, and you and a friend could be one of our lucky winners to be flown from anywhere in the U.S. to Vegas. Picked up in a limo, put up at the South Point Casino Hotel, have a steak dinner with Ralphie and Lana, and get two tickets to see them perform. 
Be creative, folks. Promote us in your hometown, online on your social media site, and leave us nice comments and high ratings on iTunes. And you could be the next lucky winner. Good luck, and start ass-kissing today. Thank you, thank you for listening to Perfect Ten. Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit up Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends and... Well, you get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers. <laughs>